Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, everybody. It's Dave here, and we've got Jonas from Germany, fresh from coaching his youth football. That's American football, by the way. Team... He's here to talk Kirk Cousins, and should he stay, and should he go? It is time for Climbing the Pockets, Vikings Daily Sit Rep. Hey, Jonas. You wanted to talk about Kirk Cousins. There's been some debate on the Twitter sphere that the Vikings are going to keep him, and there's debate that no way he's going to be traded. And it all revolves around how much the team is paying him. Where would you like to start with this subject? Well, I think um, I think we just have to uh, get realistic about what numbers we are talking, because um, I I've seen a lot of proposals. I've seen like. 100 different polls uh, where people were assuming certain numbers, where people uh, assumed uh, that this contract, like the last extension, is, is going to uh, cut down his capital, which it almost certainly would. But uh, this definitely comes for a price. And uh, I've seen a lot of people talk about this, but uh, NFL, con- NFL contracts are... Uh, complex matter and it's uh it's sometimes hard to uh to get all of this uh together so i wanted to look at the last extension of Kirk cousins and how that worked and how uh those things first of all the last extension affects this extension uh because of the way it's it was structured and you also could see a way how a new extension would work and well how yeah, was, i've seen how did his yeah. last extension go well from uh when he entered the 2020 off season it was kind of a similar situation to uh to this one because he also went into the off season with the highest cap hit so far uh, from his contract that year it was 31 million after he had uh 24 million uh in his first year and 29 million in his second year so it was uh his highest cap it uh so far and the vikings were uh were tight against the cap like almost every year since he has been here and they uh they obviously traded Stefan Diggs. They let Xavier Rhodes go. They uh, they released Limbell Joseph. So 
they did it a lot to free up cap money, but they still needed more, especially because they were about to franchise tech Anthony Harris. Um, and yeah, they definitely needed something from Kirk Cousins because trading wasn't really an option in that offseason because uh, he still had his no trade clause, which was removed uh, by this extension. And yeah, then they extended him for two years, 60, uh, 66 million. So he got 33 million per year, which was a nice rise for him uh, at this point. So even though they, uh, they cut down his cap it for 2020, he still got a big raise. And also, I've seen a lot of people just, uh, just, Uh, show possible contracts for Cousins in his new extension, which just wave off those 45 million, uh, which he already has guaranteed. And it just doesn't work like this. They still had to pay those 31 million, even though they didn't have to keep that whole cap it because they uh, converted some of it into a signing bonus. But uh, this money still was on the deal. So it was basically a three-year, 97 million deal at this at this point. And uh, yeah, they cut down his salary by uh, 10 million. So he was at 21 million, which was uh, which was very manageable at this, at this point. But uh, after that, his uh, his capital jumped to th uh, to. 31 million so it was still 2 million below his uh, his average for the extension and yeah then you have those 10 million you cut off the 2020 uh, salary you had the 2 million you uh, uh, you were under the average uh, in 2021 which makes uh, which so you have 12 million plus the 30 3 million uh, that is the average of uh, his deal so you get those 45 million so you see the the cap that was gone in 2020 it's still there it's still present and it's going to be the case with the new contract too because let's say they just cut off uh, 50 million from his current salary and extend him by three years so you get uh, you convert 20 million of his current base salary into a signing bonus again, and those uh, three years will probably be around an average of 35 million, I think, which I think is his current mar market value. I think most sites have in between 35, 34, 35 million, and. Then you spread out this signing bonus. Five million stay in this year and five million in each of the next few years. So you have new money, uh, 35 uh, million per year, which again is, is fair market value, plus every year five million, which you cut off this year. So you have basically after this year where you would have uh, 30 million capital, you would have a three-year 120 million deal so 40 million per year and you probably stay below that average in 
2023. So you would have, again, like this, uh, you would have a similar situation like you have with the current 45 million uh, at the back end of the next contract, which would probably be around 50, 55 billion in the last year. It's It's just the numbers we talk about. It's the situation the Vikings put themselves in when they set up this last year. Because you can't just scratch it off. Cousins would never agree to that because this money is already guaranteed for him. Why would he work? Why would he just wash that off? Especially he since he knows that if he just plays out the deal, he's gonna easily get 35 million per year next season on the open market so there's really no reason for him to just wave that off and until he decides to wave it off the vikings can't do anything about it so any extension and any uh, contract proposal has to include those 45 million at in some type of form no matter if you pay this year uh or if you spread it out into the next few years, but it it will still be present and, and it will be on top of those 35 billion per year. Yep, exactly. A lot of people don't understand how when we talk extensions and they take and convert a chunk of money into signing bonus, how all that does is put the value of the contract, larger chunks of it, and pushes it down the road. And when they push it down the road, that money is still owed, right? You may drop his cap hit for the current season, but that money is that pushed down the road and has to be paid no matter what, When you, especially when you put it in the form of a bonus, because then it becomes 100% guaranteed. That's how we got into this before. When we guaranteed him, it pushed that signing bonus money down into this season, and that's why we look at his contract and we see $45 million. Are you nuts? He's not worth that. The Vikings are on the hook for that $10 million no matter what. If they trade Kirk, um, if they cut Kirk, if they keep Kirk, no matter what, they're on the hook for that $10 million. They've got to spend that on top of his base salary this season. And that's where it comes up to the $45 million. If we do it again, all we're doing is pushing more guaranteed money down the road that eventually the Vikings must pay, whether he's on the team or not. This is the conundrum that uh, New Orleans is in, where they pushed all that money into the future, and now they've got to pay all these checks out to players that aren't playing and they don't have the cap space to do anything with. And they're the worst in the cap hell, as we call it, of any team in the league. Green Bay is number two, and they've got a decision to make with Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff. But we're putting ourselves in a disadvantaged position by extending Kirk Cousins and pushing that money down the road because that money may be useful later if we need it. Say we need a right guard free agent, right? And we can find one, but now we can't pay him because we still owe this money. That's what you're getting at, correct? 
Yeah, and uh, of course, I've seen some people suggesting that he might take a pay cut based on some interviews he's given. But, you know, I, I, I don't have any insight. I don't obviously know him personally. And I am not going to pretend like I have any inside source or something like that. It's obviously, uh, when I say he's not going to take a pay cut, it's obviously uh, speculation but it's speculation based on his actions right now and his actions over his whole career because every decision he's made, every contract he's signed uh, was to max out his uh, his financial benefits. And that's perfectly fine. He has every right to do it. Um, but if you just look at these decisions, I mean... Those short contracts alone, which uh, he definitely wanted when he first signed here, he wanted to uh, have like a three-year deal to cash in a few years later uh, again. And he again just signed for two more years. So he now has a chance to again renegotiate this thing. And I know people point at the first contract and say, oh, the Jets, they... Uh, they uh, they wanted to pay more, which which might be true. Although I don't think the margin would have been big, and no, you also only, have to take it was only a couple of million at the time more than what yeah. the Vikings had offered, and he chose yeah, Minnesota because he thought he had a better chance at winning, and winning obviously ups your value, and he thought. Long haul, I'm going to make more money playing for Minnesota, and he obviously has. You got to you got to give him his due when it comes to getting paid. He has to be one of the absolute best quarterbacks in the league. He is. Uh, he played in Washington under the franchise tag twice. That exponentially went up. He came to Minnesota with a hundred percent fully guaranteed three year contract. That's the first time that had ever been done. He then got the extension uh, and are making the Vikings pay for that. One way or another, they are. And he's he and his family are set up for a couple generations. And I have no, like you, I have no issue with that. But the question is, is it best for the Minnesota Vikings and everybody's goal for us to win a championship? And that's where this debate comes down to. Yeah. And I mean, maybe he will just turn around and say, now I'm 35 years old. Maybe I just want to go win one now. And so I may just take a bit less. But for now, we just have his current uh, his actions and his moves so far to base off those back those speculations and those moves always suggested that he uh, just maximized his financial value and uh, yeah, that's what he got and unless I see him do this 180 I just can't assume that oh, he's going to do it and he's going to take a pay cut. If he does great, I mean, I take him at had a value that would uh, allow the team to actually someday build a roster around him. 
I I mean, I can't emphasize this enough. I don't hate him. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. But uh, but we have to think about what's best for the Vikings. And if he's not willing to take that kind of uh, pay cut, and for now there's nothing, uh, no actual action besides a few interviews that indicate that he would take that cut. And unless he, d he does that, we just have to... Uh, think about other options and I think right now the most desirable option is still trade you're 100% correct in my opinion but that's just Dave I want to thank you for coming on Jonas this is a wonderful topic that will be debated hotly until something happens between now and the new league year or a few days afterwards when they have to make the decision And we'll find out. Any last words? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just very excited about this offseason overall because uh, it's just a new beginning and new beginnings are always exciting. And uh, I like what they did on uh, the two key positions they filled so far. I really like... Uh, Like Crazy Adolfo Mensa, I I was also positive about Kevin O'Connell. He at the at the start of the uh, the coaching search, he wasn't my absolute top candidate, but of the four finalists, uh, he was my top candidate. I had him over Morris, over uh, Jim Harborough. so I was happy how this thing turned out. So. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about the process. I'm uh I'm happy we are getting closer to the resolution so we can't stop beating that bad horse. Uh that that horse. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, what do we say as Vikings fans? Skull. Skull Vikings. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe and ring the bell. And if you're listening on your favorite aggregator, make sure you rate us. And always feel free to join the conversation here at Climbing the Pocket. Skull, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? 
Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our solo acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.